What's a pro wrestling podcast without the Mount Rushmore concept? And this week here on Kicking Out of Two, we bring you the WrestleMania main events in the Mount Rushmore concept. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth. Thank you also very much for hitting that download button and joining me this week as we are, we're, we're in the home stretch, as they say, of WrestleMania season. And we're going to be talking WrestleMania main events, the four greatest WrestleMania main events in WrestleMania history on our Mount Rushmore here this week. And joining me to do that is my good buddy, Chris Donovan, what's going on, man? How you doing, Dave? Thanks for having me again. I am, I am glad you are here. Um, you know, I, uh, I last year I, I I did a Mount Rushmore on the opening matches for WrestleMania, and um, I wanted to do the main events because uh, this year in particular, it's it looks like the direction they're going at the time of this recording is Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre as the main event, but. As WrestleMania has grown over the years, as we all know, it's now a seven-hour show, and I'm not being facetious, like it's legit a seven-hour show between the kickoff and, and the main card. Um, there are a lot of matches that you can make an argument that could be the main event of WrestleMania um, over the years, especially the last five or six years, um, even longer than that, I guess you could say. Um, are there any instances in years past where you remember um, the uh, like a certain headline match that didn't main event the card that could have main evented WrestleMania that you thought should have been the match that closed out the show. I mean, wasn't the um, God, I'm blanking right now, but like, well, I mean, obviously last year with the uh, triple threat women's match, all the all the other title matches, there were a ton on the card that yeah, been the last one. Obviously, they gave the nod to the women for the first time ever, which. Obviously, I think was the right call. Yeah, so, but. I mean Kofi Daniel Bryan. You can make an oh, argument. Yeah, you know, um, even Rollins and Brock. As short as that was, you could kind of make an argument there. Yeah. Um, Anything with Brock would be yeah. Than in any other show, basically. So. So is there is there is there anything that like sticks out to you that like you were like, damn, that should have been the main event instead of what they gave us. From last year, I mean, I'd probably say. Kofi and Daniel Bryan just because of Kofi Mania sweeping everything that was the main storyline on all the shows last yeah. year. So yeah, no, that's that. I mean, in hindsight, you look back at it and um, they did the right thing. Yeah, no, they did the right thing with the girls. Absolutely. I mean, it it, it really set the the precedent for how they presented the girls forward moving forward on the shows but um like you said at the same time you know with the whole kofi mania thing kind of sweeping the the wwe universe as they like to say um it was it you could have made a strong case like that they closed that wrestlemania you know with 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 new day celebrating and the the pyro and everything else but um I mean, for me, um, there's probably a couple of years. One in particular that, like, oh, actually, there's a few. I mean, you could make an argument that, like, Hogan and Rock in, in WrestleMania 18 should have closed out instead of Triple H and Jericho. I'm not going to lie, I forgot about that one. Um, I remember hearing a story uh, that um, Jericho went to Vince and wanted Hogan and Rock to go on last because he knew it was going to be so good yeah. that like he didn't want to follow it. And Hunter was the one that went to Vince and said, "No, it's the title. The title should go on last. It's important." And they kind of had you know some professional disagreement there. Yeah, and um, Triple H won out. <laughs> yeah, and Triple H won out. Yeah, exactly. That's when you're banging the uh, boss's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, uh, what was the other one that I thought that should have main evented? Oh. 
Shaman Undertaker in in Houston and at twenty five. The first one, yes. The first I, one. I was I was thinking that one. I was making sure it wasn't the last one, and then I obviously I looked down my notes and realized it was not the last one. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> that I felt definitely should have been the main event. I thought that was going to be the main event going into the pay per view, yes. um, and what we got unfortunately was um, Triple H and Randy Orton in a very underwhelming match. Great build up going oh, into that pay per view, which very. You can make an argument based on the buildup. It should have been the main event, yes. but, but it went down to a match. But yeah, but when they delivered, it was it was Which is like, shocking because of both them having so much chemistry with each other. I, I was surprised that that match was that. I think that plays a role into it, and I also think too, like the the crowd was so drained from Sean and Taker that yeah. you know it was hard to come back from that. Um, Anyhow, long story short, um, those are just a few that come to mind uh, when I when I think of uh, headline matches that should have been the main event. Um, and what do you guys think should should be the main? What do you guys think should have been the main event of WrestleMania of years past? What's your Mount Rushmore? Drop us a drop us a note in the threads, a comments, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two. You can uh, send us a tweet. Our Twitter is at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. Give us your four, your four greatest WrestleMania main events that deserve to be etched in stone on the Mount Rushmore of WrestleMania main events in history. Do it over there on our social media right now. All right. I'm going to let you do the honors, and I'm going to let you go first with your first. Do we want to go with. Honorable mentions, or do we want to go? Oh, that's right. The, that's right. That's Mount right. I forgot about that. We talked about that before. All right, yeah. Go ahead. Give me, give me the, give me some of the, the the matches that didn't make your cut. So I have two main ones. I have six matches mm-hmm. that I was wrestling with. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> like going it. with what should be on my Mount Rushmore, and so number six, I'm gonna go with obviously top four, the actual Mount Rushmore. So number six was last year's main event. Wow. The women's match. Okay. It set, like you said, it set such a huge precedent for what's going to come mm-hmm. in the future of women's wrestling. And with the name power of Ronda Rousey, of Becky Lynch, of Charlotte Flair, I just think that, like, I agree they made the right call with that main event. And I just think that it was so historic that it deserves the credibility. It was a good match. Yeah. But the story of it was what puts it up into that upper echelon. Okay. All right. I mean, you know what? It's. I'll be honest with you. Um, the match was... I, I enjoyed the match itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it, very, it ended in a very anticlimactic fashion. I think also, too, yeah. like, and you and I watched it that night. Um, you know, it was a long WrestleMania, so, like, we were just trying to get through it. And, yeah. We you know, we were, we were trudging <laughs> through. There were some points, I think, where you and I were both nodding our heads, like, yep. you know, we need to get to this fucking main event. This shit's, you know, taking too long. But, um, no, it was no I agree. Like, from a historical standpoint, yeah, I would put that up. I mean, that's not a, that's not a bad call. I, I, I can't really argue that. I think the way that they got there was a little wonky at times. Yeah. Um, you know, back Because everyone knew it was happening. Every yeah, everybody knew it was gonna happen, but like I think the way they got there, like they could have just they could have just given it to us in a different form or fashion. I just felt like the story was a little too twist and turn, you know, like yeah. it would, and you know, add you know, Vince gets involved and you know, then he put Charlotte in, which I didn't have a problem with. The whole fucking internet went crazy over that shit, but I didn't have a problem with her being in the match whatsoever because yeah, I felt they, she they she deserved I, it. Yeah, I, you know? I think it would have been better if it was I'm I think it was the right way to go with the three of them instead of just what, Becky, Becky and Rhonda. Becky and Rhonda. But Becky and Rhonda had such good 
chemistry with each other off the bat based off of that whole Survivor Series thing yeah. when they didn't wrestle and Becky got her nose broke by Nia Jax. That was like her Austin that WrestleMania that 13 moment. Fight at Survivor Series that she her fought her Charlotte and, then that, and I think that was the point where yes. like when I remember watching that match at Buddy's house and I remember at that point I was like well I didn't say that there was going to be a triple threat but I was like the girls are going to go at it and all three of them are going to be involved somehow oh, yeah. you know just based on like Becky's momentum and Ronda and Charlotte kind of having yeah. a standout performance like yeah I thought that was I thought that was some pretty good stuff all right so give me your other honorable mention my other honorable mention so this is this is where it gets hard the girls match was up there but mm-hmm. it was never in like deep consideration for gotcha. the actual Mount Rushmore this one was hard okay so this my number five goes to Wrestlemania 12 Bret Hart HBK Iron Man match okay all right. Honestly, one of the first WrestleManias that I remember, like, to a T. Uh-huh. Like, remember it, like... Watching it How can you forget yeah. the intro? Yeah. The entrance His from entrance from the like, ceiling, yeah. It is still one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic entrance... It's on every WrestleMania in, highlight reel. Not even just WrestleMania, in wrestling history. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. and then the fact that they go 60 minutes, no winner. No fall. Yeah. No fall happened in 60 minutes. And, yeah, it was a little slow to begin, but then, legit, the last 20 minutes of that match, non-stop yeah. action. I, it, trust me, this was hard, that was hard to yeah. leave, off, leave, leave off my Mount Rushmore. You want to know something? For the longest time, I thought that match was overrated. I thought okay. that, you know, in 1996, I was 12, 13 years old, and I was, I was just... In the early stages of my viewing habits as a, as a wrestling fan, became a little bit more sophisticated, mm-hmm. and so I was still kind of a little bit stuck in that cartoonish era. Yep. All right. As much as I loved Shawn Michaels at that time, and I did, I was still kind of hanging on to that cartoon era of wrestling, yep. even on the WCW side with what Hogan was doing with the Dungeon of Doom and all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, as a kid, I felt bored. With the match because it was so long. So long. Okay. And for the longest time, people would say, Oh, that's that's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And, you know, I would I would argue it based on the fact that like it was just very boring. It was very slow. Like it didn't like resemble what I felt um, the standard was for a WrestleMania main event until who was I talking? I was having a conversation with someone. I think it was on social media, and we were kind of talking about the um, the, the 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 Brett Sean match from that WrestleMania, and I decided I'll go back and I will watch that match in its entirety from start to finish and try to you know understand it better. Mm-hmm. And like you said, at times it was a little slow, but that last 25, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was, it was a lot of action. And I felt like going back and looking at it, I can see why a lot of people feel like that's one of the greatest matches of all time because it, 
it, it, it told a great story from start to finish. Oh, it yeah. took you a while to get there, mm-hmm. but I found a new appreciation for that match. People look at me and like, you know, when I've had conversations with other fans, they ask me who's one of your favorites, and I say Shawn Michaels, and and they talk about the Iron Man match, and I used to be like, I fucking hate that match, and they'd be like, how do you hate the Iron Man match if you're a Shawn Michaels fan? You know what I mean? Like that's one of his, that's one of his, you know, oh, yeah. on the on the yeah. top of the, the the list. So I was just I. Last year I sat and I watched it and I found, like I said, a new appreciation for the match and I was like, okay, like I can I can buy into why people like this match so much. And it definitely helps my it helps in my regard because I've always HBK has always been one of my if not my favorite wrestlers of all time, definitely top three. Mm-hmm. And like a couple years ago, probably eight years ago, I read that Bret Hart book. Oh yes, that was it didn't sour my taste of Shawn Michaels. But it definitely had a little damper on it. And then I started to love Bret Hart that much more. Uh-huh. And then, alright, I love HBK, I love Bret Hart. Gotta yeah. love that match. Yeah, that match, yeah. <laughs> like, that match, yeah. That was, the, that was their match, obviously, not in, besides the screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's the, yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, the, the match they're most remembered for whether it was good or not was obviously the screw job. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the, the match that you can put their body of work, you know, up against. That's the match there. So, all right. No, that's that's good. All right. So, um, Do you have any honorable mentions? There, you know what? There was there was a couple that I that I toyed with putting on the list. Um, I toyed with putting uh, Hogan and Warrior from WrestleMania six on the list. Um, I toyed with putting Hogan and Savage on the list. Um, I toyed with putting. Um. Oh shit! I that? am I am slightly nervous that you haven't named any one of my actual matches for the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> meaning, I, there's a guys we did not discuss this. No, beforehand. this is not. Yeah. There is a chance that we, yeah, we have, have at least three of the same, if yeah. not four. Yeah. Um. So th- those are just a few that I toyed with putting on the list. Um. But um. Oh, I even toyed with putting um. This is a, this is a match that you might not think. Would have made would have made my list, but I told you putting Shawn Michaels and John Cena from WrestleMania 23 on that list only that because that was my first WrestleMania I ever attended. So I was like, you know, and it was a, and it was a really fun match. It was a yeah. great match. But those are just a few that, that 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 come to mind that I thought could have made my Mount Rushmore. But without further ado, give me your first uh, official. WrestleMania main event so on the Chris Donovan. We going, we going with Rushmore. number one or number four? No, well, I mean we can go four to one if you. Is that how you want to do it's, it? It's your call. No, that's fine. Let's do that. Yeah, you win six five, so go four. All right, so four. We're getting a little controversial here. Uh oh. Uh oh. See, I feel like you know where I'm going with this. Thing. I don't know. Actually, I really don't know. I to be honest We're with you. We're going with WrestleMania twenty. Okay. All right. We're going. That's with fine. The we can go controversial. Match of Triple H. HBK and Chris Benoit. All right. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, the only reason this match is not regarded as one of the best matches of all time is because of what he did. Is because of what he did yeah. after the match, and I'm not talking about him celebrating in the ring. I'm talking about what happened no, after yeah, the, the match last 48 hours life. of his life. Yeah, yes. that, that basically wiped away the rest of his career. Because yeah. that match was awesome. It was literally it was peak Triple H. Peak Benoit, and just slightly after peak HBK. 
Yeah. If not, I mean, he w- it was the second act of his career. Yeah. But it was still the better part of his second act. Yep. And it was just, like, they were, the match, the match just literally never stopped. Yeah, it was nonstop. It was a great match. Well, all three of them were going after each other. Oh, like, yeah. two would go and one would be down. Yeah. yeah, yeah it it was, was, that match was, honestly, like I said, the only reason it doesn't get the higher regard is because of how Ben Wyatt did his life. And others. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that match, I absolutely love that match. And again, like, I'm saying, like, when I said earlier that WrestleMania 12 was when I was, like, that was the first WrestleMania that I really remember. This was the first main event where I was, like, edge of my seat, yeah. jaw-dropping, like, yeah. invested. Like, that was that was a great match. Yeah, I, I had people over to watch that WrestleMania when I was young, and uh, everyone was rooting for Benoit because be- people wanted to oh, see, yeah. you know, the At underdog. the time, Benoit was, the, like... He was the he was the, he was the internet darling before yeah. the internet. Yeah, he was the, yeah, <laughs> like, he was before Daniel Bryan was like, you know, and then CM Punk and the yeah. likes of those guys. Like absolutely. he was the guy that people he on was the a internet. Technician. Yeah, and like, and I wanted to see him win, and I thought it was a great match. And uh, now let me ask you: since the unfortunate incidents from you know the last forty eight hours of Benoit's life, did had you ever watched that match after that incident? Yes. And what did you feel about it watching it? After knowing what he did after. I feel like I couldn't, like, I was happy, like, the first, like, watching it live, I was pumped that he won. Yeah. Even, like, a year after, like, I was still, like, that's awesome that he finally got that. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, like, I can still appreciate the fact that, of how great of a match it was, but I'm not, like, happy about the win yeah. as, mu- as much, like... Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. It's, I, I, it's, it sucks, because that's like, it like it should go down as one of the best matches, but it won't just because of WWE does want to, like, show it. Acknowledge it, Acknowledge yeah. anything. So, which I completely understand from oh, a yeah. business point of view. Yeah. But it's just so hard because of how great of a match it actually was. I used to have a hard time watching that match after the whole, you know, incident, um, to the point where I wouldn't watch it at all. Because normally I'll do like WrestleMania marathons leading up to WrestleMania. I'll watch my favorite matches, and that used to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And then right, last year, around the same time, I watched the Michaels, you know, Brett Iron Man. I watched that match, and I enjoyed the the context of yeah. the match. And but I was like, I just remember at the end when you know he's in the ring and there's the confetti, and and Guerrero shows up and they embrace, and it was like. I was like, bam, man, both of these guys are gone, and, you know... We're only celebrating at it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it was it was just... It was one of those things where I was like... That was that was, that was was the point where I was like, all right, this is why I don't watch this match. This is why I haven't made it a regular... You know? I know. And, it's, so. and it sucks. Like, I, I, like, honestly, if they were to build my actual Mount Rushmore, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't put Benoit's face. Like that, that's what yeah. the WWE would do. Like oh they, yeah, no, I mean they don't like if you you can't you can't search him on the network and find him. Um, they don't highlight him in any matches. Yeah, they don't um, even put him in any WrestleMania packages. Like well, how yeah. great I mean, that I match don't was. Blame them, they though. can't. Like, they I mean, can't. Come on, you can't do that. You know, I will say though, like I feel that's like why I want to go controversial. Though. Like, I, no, I, you know what? Like I've talked about the subject on this show before, and you know I don't condone the things that he did, but I also don't rule out the fact that like with and you being a big sports fan, especially for football, with the way that you know. Head trauma has has affected the world of professional sports. Like I don't rule out the fact that like you know the stuff that he did was 
largely in part to the the head trauma that he suffered for all the things he did in his career. Think about how many freaking flying headbutts he did. Headbutts and chair <laughs> shots and you know suplexes and all the bumps and stuff okay. like that. I mean, yeah, it's. He, he was, I'm not condoning the man's no, behavior, no, no, I, but I, I, like. How many professional football players who have suffered from CTE have done something terrible or have killed themselves, and people still glorify them? You know, I'm not saying that like that WWE or wrestling fans have to do the same thing for Benoit. You're entitled to your own opinion, but I mean, I would like to keep an open mind in the fact that like, you know, I don't condone his actions, and it's terrible. But like, you know, sometimes people aren't in the right frame of mind, you know, Absolutely. when they, when they do certain things, and unfortunately, you know, I, I believe he wasn't. You know, and there are a lot of people out there that don't feel like that was the real person that did that. You know what I mean? There was, yeah. This was someone that was far beyond any recognition mentally. So, uh, um, not to go down too far down the rabbit hole, but I, no, I like that. I like that you brought that in there as the part of your Mount Rushmore. It's one of your favorite matches to watch. And, you know, criteria for this isn't about just, you know, like how much money it drew and, and this, that, and the other. It's, you know, what you like, your personal preferences, whether it's part of the buildup, the actual match itself, the, the individual in the match. So, yeah, no, I'm glad that you, uh, you you brought that into the mix. And I needed I needed to put a great wrestling match on my Mount Rushmore for future. Like, do you other, mean technical wrestling? Yes, for match? other. For, I got you. For the other three okay. matches in perspective. Uh, you going you going with your four yeah, now? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll, well, I'll do I'll do my next one. We'll go back and forth. Um, so, coming up next um, for me, I'm gonna go chronologically in terms of the years. Okay. Okay. Um, so my first WrestleMania main event on the Mount Rushmore comes from 1987 WrestleMania three Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant, which is my number three. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's just knock it out. No, cool. No, that's cool. I like I, that. We, I, and this will happen again. I, okay. I'm 1,000% wow. right. positive well, no, that's, that we will that. have another one. There's, the nothing, there's nothing wrong with we that. We might honestly have the ne- The next three might be the same. Okay. All right. So. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I I mean, uh, that was in the like the early days of my fandom. I was four years old. Um you know, I was I was just getting into Hulk Hogan and into wrestling, and this main event comes along, and um, I don't remember much like really young from my childhood. I used to, but I've you know over the years, as you get older, you lose some memory. Um, but I remember my father taking me to go get tickets to see this in a closed circuit movie theater. This was like when they were just intru- introducing pay per view, and but they still had the the closed circuit. And so um, he took me to get the tickets, and they were like four bucks a piece. I remember my father telling me it was like four dollars. Imagine that, you know. Nowadays. And they came, and the tickets were like little, like almost like like size, like business cards. And um, I was four years old, and I remember very vividly like watching it in the movie theater. And because of the way that the stadium was designed in Pontiac, Michigan, they had that like almost like screen for a dome. So you can see it go from daylight to nighttime. And I felt like at a young age watching it that I was there in that stadium, you know. And so obviously being a big Hulkamaniac, his friend Andre turning on him, he's got this big insurmountable challenge from a wrestling standpoint Bell to bell, it's not a great match. 
Okay, Andre had a lot of limitations with his back, and you know, and and there's there's a great backstory. I don't, have you watched the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO? I have not. Honestly. You gotta check that out. I, so I, I, they interview. It's been on my list for a while. They right? interview Hogan. It's on the. It's actually on the WWE Network. Oh wow! Um, uh, yeah, you can find it in the documentary section. Um, there's a. They interview Hogan for the piece, and obviously. The way that they produce this segment, Donovan, I'm telling you right now, like you're gonna like, you might laugh when you hear this, but the way they produced this segment when they interviewed him and like the background music and how they shot the video and showed the clips and the way that he told the story about how he wasn't sure if Andre was gonna do business because Andre was Andre was the boss, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you, 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 if whatever Andre said goes. And so Hogan was nervous that yeah, Andre wasn't going to do business. And all the guys were getting them all riled up, like, oh, like the boss is going to really have his way with you. And he was getting nervous. But the way Hogan describes his story and then how they build it and how he describes the match and how he had to write everything down on, on a yellow legal pad. And there was a moment when Hogan talks about how he slammed Andre mm-hmm. and, like, the, the music hit this crescendo and I started to cry. I'm like not I'm not kidding you. I started to cry when I watched it and I was like, oh my god. And it like brought me back to my childhood. Yep. Like when I watched this with my father and I was just I, I was just like overtaken by emotion. I didn't expect to get emotional over that. And so um it's a testament to what how important the match was in wrestling history because if that match if they didn't sell out that stadium and Hogan didn't win, wrestling might be <laughs> not where it is. Yeah, not where it is or cease to exist. And honestly, that's why it made my list because of the significance of it. The impact it had on the industry. I will say this, and <laughs> this is something that you don't admit to about uh, as a wrestling fan. It took me way longer than I'm willing to admit to th- realize that this wasn't WrestleMania 1. Because really? this is where wrestling started. Like, the fact that there were two WrestleManias before this, yeah, like, they might as well not have even existed. It's, yeah, because, that's a like, good point. Wrestling started when Hogan slammed Andre. That's where it, I'm was. Like, so that's where the, it really like, took off, I yeah. it, I'm not even kidding you. I'll say, I will tell you, Dude, this, no, it was into, my, great, it was into a, my 20s. That's a great way. When I realized that. that that wasn't WrestleMania 1. That's a great way of looking at it. I like, like that. Like, that's, like, how important it was. Like, obviously, like... You can look back at the, it was what, Mr. T, Hogan, Piper, and... Orndorff. Orndorff. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, that wasn't wrestling. Wrestling started, Hogan... That's... No, you know what, man? That's... I like that. And that's that's why it made my list. And the only reason it's not higher than three was because, like you said, it was not a great match. It might not even have been a good match. Yeah. Like, Like you said, Andre was very limited. Yeah. Like, I think what everybody wanted to see was, you know, I mean, we got the great buildup, Andre, you know, turning on Hogan, very dominant leading into it. And then, you know, when the bell rang, like, I think what everybody wanted to see in hindsight, looking back on it, was Hogan slam Andre. Yes. Because they had built it that, like, nobody had slammed Andre. Okay. Now, true story, that's not true. Okay. Uh, Andre had been slammed a bunch of times before that when he wrestled in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, things like Brody slammed him, Stan Hansen, I think... F- Fuck, I forget who else, but you know, all the guys have picked. afterwards. Like, didn't like Big John Stud slam him? I think Big John Stud might have slammed him a couple of times, but yeah, I mean, it, the 
everybody wanted to see Hogan slam him. I think that was what the big point yeah. was. It, to me, I feel like if Hogan went out there and the bell rang and he slammed Andre and gave him the big boot in the leg, people still would have been satisfied with it. But they did have to have some context to the story of showing Andre's dominance despite his limitations because of his back injury. Yeah. Oh, so, but no, I like that. I like that analogy that wrestling's really because if you think about it, wrestling really. Yeah, popped off like how, after that. In, in the WrestleMania packages, how often do you even see, like, you might see, like, a Mr. T, like, picture. Yeah. But, like, they don't really it, show it really much. Goes back to first Hogan of all, and Andre. I don't even know what the main event was in WrestleMania 2. Hogan and Bundy in a cage. And that was when they did the WrestleMania <laughs> 3 locations, yeah. Yeah, like... No, that's a good way of looking like, at it. Wrestling I like that. started at WrestleMania 3. I like that. No, man, I like that a lot. I, I, I can get behind that. I can definitely get behind that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to your three now because we already did my three. Yeah, yeah, this was this was my three. Okay, that was your three. So I want I want to see if there's a gap between it or if we're just getting if your three will be my two. Okay, <laughs> all right. So there's a long gap. There's a long gap. <laughs> Great between between you know, WrestleMania three and this next main event, which is probably my number two. 1998. Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 14. It is not my number two. Good. Really? <laughs> okay. So my number two might be your number. Okay. <laughs> um, There's a chance. Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 14, Mike Tyson, the special enforcer. Okay. Um, this was like, this was the equivalent of, you know, like we just talked about. Wrestling kind of really took off after Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania 3, but, you know, it hit a lull. It hit a lull, and that lull kind of came before yeah, Austin sure. and Michaels. You know, yeah. Austin was really on the rise. Michaels was kind of on the way down. You had Mike Tyson into the mix. Bing, bang, boom. It's like a combustible element. They were changing up the way the programming was. Um, this was not a great match because of Shawn Michaels' injury and his yes. back and his back issues. But the significance of it was. Man, this was a hot angle. Like I, there was one point in the angle I remember, not the Tyson thing, okay? Because that was yes. great, okay? That's that, you know, that we see that on the highlight reel all the time. But I remember there was an episode of Raw where Michaels and Hunter came out and they were dressed up like Uncle Sam, and you know they had red, white, and blue balloons and confetti coming down from the ceiling and talking about how they wanted to see Austin and Tyson, and it was Michaels kind of like chicken shit heel way of trying to get out of the match with Austin. And I remember the glass broke and Austin came out, place goes nuts. And he stares down Michaels and they have this stare down and the Austin didn't do a whole lot of yelling and screaming, but he basically told him he was going to, he's like, I'm going to beat your ass at WrestleMania and become the champion. And just the intensity behind it. I remember that was the point where I was locked in. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> Not knowing the situation with Michael's injury at the time, yeah. so I was like, "Man, oh, this is going to be fucking badass." With Tyson as the referee, like this, holy. And Tyson was a lightning rod for controversy too. He was he had just bitten Evander Holyfield's ear. He was suspended from boxing, so that's why he was a part of this in the first place. Um, so yeah, and the what match I... wasn't great, but the going into it like. 
I was just I was really hyped for it, and I think the significance and why it makes my Mount Rushmore WrestleMania main events is because number one, all the buildup going into it, and then what came out of it, and what came out of it was Austin was the next star, yeah. and he was leading the industry, and wrestling would go into this huge boom period for another couple of years yeah. with him at the helm. So getting hurt up though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know what though that, but that also just made, that just made what he did that much more impressive. Yeah, exactly. So that's did, that's did where I stand. Call him like Coldstone. Yeah, that's right. Mike Tyson did. Yeah, he's like, Cold Stone, he's my man. He's he won the Royal Rumble. And, and then, yeah. they're like, wait, what? I swear, I swear, Cold Stone Ice Cream got their name. Yeah, from they, that. yeah, they must have, they must have been wrestling fans when they uh, when they invented Tyson that. Tyson needs that for free every day. Yeah, Tyson Tyson gets a Tyson gets a royalty for sure. So yeah, that makes my number three: Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 14. Not the greatest match, but um, from a historical perspective and the significance of it, I think it deserves to be up there. Yep. So give me your give me your two. I have a feeling it's your two. Okay, go Based for it. Based on the fact that if you're going chronologically, oh, unless you're just leaving this out completely, which no, I don't go, see possible. Go. Seventeen. Yes. Seventeen. Yes. Austin, Austin Rock. Rock. Like. You go first. I want to hear. Here's the thing. They had countless matches. Yeah. But this was their Mania main event. Like, this is where, like, this is the one that people remember. Oh, yeah. Like, this match was the two biggest stars in the industry at the time. And possibly, honestly, the two biggest stars of any overall, era. Of any overall, era. Rock, Austin. Like, literally, I'm not going to lie. Not, this is not selling it. I just got goosebumps yeah. bringing it up. Yeah. Like, this match it's magic. was the match. The match. Honestly, this could be my one. Like, this match in my number one, I had so such a hard time deciding which one to put number one and which one to put number two. Mm-hmm. But this match was fantastic. I loved every second about this. And then, obviously, the heel turn solidified it. In my mind. Because think about it. That match was in Texas. Yeah. They turned Austin heel in Texas. Well, we'll get into that in a minute, yeah. Yes. So we'll get into that in a minute. But, but, no, but, like, just great, like, a great match. Two amazing stars. It's your number two as well? It, it is my number two. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I was going chronologically. Yep. And, um, like you said, I mean, you summed it up, you know, Pretty much like the two biggest names in the industry or in any era um, meeting up. This was like the the you know if if WrestleMania 14 with Austin winning was like the coming out party, the resurgence of the World Wrestling Federation, then like this was like the celebration when you know because yeah you got to remember too. This was six days removed from WWE buying WCW. And so you had all the biggest names of that era, of the Attitude Era, under one roof. That first time, yeah. for, you know, to to make this WrestleMania, and Austin and Rock being the two biggest names coming from that era of um, of wrestling to headline that WrestleMania. I mean, they had a main event at WrestleMania 15, and it was a fun main event. Okay, yeah. and they had wrestled a few times before that, but this match here was different because both guys were baby faces going in. Yep. Okay. And Austin was coming off 
you know the the return from neck from the neck surgery. Rock was kind of one of the cornerstones that that held the fort down while he was gone. Oh, yeah. If you think about it, it was him, Hunter, and Mick Foley that were the ones that were really holding the fort down for the company while Austin was gone. Austin comes back to reclaim his spot, and Rock's in that spot yep. now. I don't know if you remember part of this buildup, but early on, well, well, you know, Austin won the Rumble, and okay. we knew he was going to face The Rock. Was that they, his third time, or was that his That first? was his third. Okay. Okay, that was, was his third, when he third. beat, when, it was in 2001, and we knew he was going to face The Rock, and they kind of did some hokey, dumb shit in the beginning when they had Vince make Deborah the Rock's manager when they revealed that Deborah was Austin's wife. That was like the first time they kind of did that, right? And that lasted for about two or three weeks, and I and and that didn't really go anywhere. So I was I knew the match was going to be good, but I just didn't really it, early on in the buildup. I was like, that electricity is just not there with those two because they did this whole Deborah thing. But then as it got going in the next few weeks, it really built up and. Intensified. And I'll never forget, this is one of my favorite interviews of all time. It was on an episode of SmackDown. Jim Ross did a pre-tape sit-down interview in the locker room with both Austin and Rock next to him, in between, you know, next to him on each side. And what sold it for me was when Austin looked at Rock and said, Rock, I need to beat you. I need to beat you more than ever. Like, it was like it consumed him. You could yeah. feel that in his in his voice as it came through the screen that he was like, I need to beat you, Rock. I need to beat you more than I need to beat you. Yeah. You'd already done it once before, but now you need to beat him? I was like, there was just so there was just such an intensity. I was like, holy cow. And that was the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania eight that they ran a dome. Yep. And so that was a big deal too. The success of the company, they ran a dome, they sold it out. Like it was a huge deal. And all the elements that just played into it, you know, the no disqualification uh, ruling before the match even started. The guys are fucking bleeding like pigs. And I, I just loved every minute about this match, the intensity of it. It summed up in one match what the attitude era was all about and it was just like intensity and like it, it was I, I can't i can't describe it anymore how good of a match and a main event it was now in regards to the heel turn i don't have a problem with it because i thought that austin needed to uh to to, to change things up a bit yes. i think he did and i think with vince getting involved and then you go back and you look at the pieces and you're like, oh shit, that's why this happened. Oh, all right, that's yeah, why that's this happened. Why said, that's I'm why he brought Deborah into the mix. Yeah, okay, like, that's why he brought Deborah into the mix to give the false sense of security to the Rock. That's why Vince allowed Austin to be in the Rumble, even though he fucking hates him. He put him in the Royal Rumble match. He protected his title shot yeah. when he wrestled Triple H the pay per view before. Okay, now this makes sense. And I was like, damn, this is good. But the one problem with that is. Is it happened in Texas? Yes. If you go back and you watch that, fans were pissed. Not necessarily. No, they were inside. They were, uh, but on on the on the front, when you look at it, they were still cheering him. Oh yeah. Okay. 
That when when he nailed him with those cha- like he didn't finish him with the stunner. He whacked him with the chair about twenty times, yeah. and the people were still going crazy for it. When he won, they went nuts. Yeah. You know, we when he when they shook hands when they did the 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 infamous you know handshake at the end. I think that's when fans became numb to it. They didn't know what to think. Yeah. But at the same time, they were happy that their boy, their hero, the home state guy, won the match and became the champion. I thought it was a great way to end it. People say that, like, oh, that was the worst thing to do. But I thought it was a good way to freshen up the Austin character and kind of set us into uh, a, a new era because they had bought WCW and that, they were the only game in town. So I felt like they needed to fresh things up, freshen things up a little bit. And I really didn't have a problem with it. Long, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, maybe they 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 didn't need to do that. But I liked it. I thought it was a great way to end WrestleMania and kind of add that shock value to it. Agreed. So we are at. Number one. Yeah. Now you're 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 pretty confident that we got the same number one here. Uh based on the fact that you have nothing left to put on your Mount Rushmore, if you don't have this on there and you don't have my one, that I feel like that's upset. Okay. <laughs> and it goes in your chronological order too, so. Alright, I wanna hear it. Who do you got? Twenty six. Really? Yes. It's not on my Mount Rushmore. Wow. It is not on my Mount Rushmore. Everything about this match. This is Taker. This is HBK 2. This is the rematch from WrestleMania 25, which I will also say was a great match, but it was not a main event. If that was a main event, that might have been there as well. This match literally defined an era. In my mind. Like, this is straight for his career. This is... This is the match that the casual fan, even the casual fan was invested in. Because these are two of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling facing. And here's the thing, no one thought the streak was going to end, but then no one, you you couldn't say like, oh yeah, the streak's not going to end. Oh yeah, but HBK's career's not going to end. So like, it was like, you didn't know. Yeah. You had no idea which way the company was going to go. Yeah, it was a tough sell. Like, did they make the right call? Probably. But, again, looking back at it, obviously I'd rather have HBK in the streak than what ended up happening with Brock Lesnar ending the streak. My opinion. Yeah. Maybe unpopular. No, no, no. I was, I was kind of with you for a while on that opinion. Like. We were in the streak. But. This match, like, it was just... The build-up, the the entrance. I love, like, trust me, WrestleMania 12, HBK, best entrance of all time. WrestleMania 26, when HBK came down in the white Undertaker look, basically. Like, with the yeah. trench coat, white hat, like, basically everything that Taker well, is that was not. 25, that entrance. Oh, wow. That was what? 25. That sucks that I just messed that up. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we can get... Like, the fa- here's the thing, because both those matches were fantastic. Yep. Like, this one was the main event. This one... This one was the main event because they didn't put it on as the main event oh, yeah. last year. And they, <laughs> and they, they learned their lesson. Been, yeah, they messed they, up. They like, learned their lesson. They were like, we gotta fucking make this one right. Yeah. They're, even with no belt, they're like, no. We're, <clears throat> yeah. We're doing this. Like... <sighs> But you knew something big had to happen if it was going to be in the main event. You know what I mean? And because, like you said, 
Sean's not going to retire, but Taker's not going to have his streak broken. Yeah, so how, what's how, happening? Yeah, what's going to happen? So, I mean, that had no choice but to be the main event. But continue. It was just... Like, even the finish. The finish. Like, the jumping tombstone. The, like, one, two, three, and then everyone was just like... Everyone, like, felt it coming at that point. In, the, in that late stages of the match. But still, like, I feel like everyone just stood there. Yeah. At their house, at the arena, everywhere. People were like, holy crap, what did we just witness? Yeah. Like, this, like, when in Taker, like, first of all, most matches, the winner is in the ring last. That's one of the things that I like to think about. But knowing that, even after the dark, the the lights went out and the blue stuff comes up and everything will take her winning and then then the lights turn back on and you see Sean in the ring. He helps him up, yes. I think, right? And, oh, yeah. He and he just, like, up. it was so, like, it was just a, such a fitting end, too. Yeah. And even, I know we're talking about just the WrestleMania main events, but the stuff that goes on afterwards, like, that next night on Raw, I remember that Raw in its entirety. Yeah. The with the ending when all of HBK, all of HBK's boys are out there celebrating his career and everything and everything. And they did this obviously two years prior with Flair and everything. Undertaker came out and gave him that whole tip of the cap yes. thing, which was well, the super end. cool. Like you didn't know that Taker was gonna come yeah, out. Yeah. He just like, came out You the felt cap like he should, out. but like he came out and everyone like literally people parted yeah. the walkway. Like it was freaking like parting of the Red Sea and freaking like just Yeah, that was that was a cool moment. I love this match. Like, yeah. this match, I can watch over and over again. I'm surprised that it didn't make your list. I'm interested to see what did, okay. obviously. But this match... Regarding, regarding this match... I do have one gripe, too. <laughs> a, a gripe about this match? Yes. The only okay. gripe. Because I okay, actually... Well, can, before I go into it, let me hear it. I watched this match okay. last night. Okay. We talked about it. You sent me some homework. Yep. <laughs> I don't like doing homework. But I did it. <laughs> this is fun homework, by this, the way. Oh, this is, yeah. <laughs> My teachers never gave me this good yeah. of homework. I watched this match, and I loved it. Again, loved every second of it. Loved the buildup. And the, <laughs> the one gripe is, how the hell... Do you have Matt Stryker as one of the announcers? Yeah. Like, I forgot he was an announcer. The yeah. fact that he was a WrestleMania announcer? Oh, my well, in the God. In the beginning, I enjoyed Stryker's commentary because he was like a hardcore fan like me. Like, he knew a lot of the older stuff. He was very knowledgeable. Like, but then, like, he became too it, much yeah. like a smart mark. Like, he was like he was yeah. like the internet with, like, a headset on. You know what I mean? Like, that, that to me, like... But I, no, like, it's just... You can't have Stryker calling this match. Well, here's my gripe about the announcing. Not just Stryker, but the fact that JR didn't call the match. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, too. Cole, what Cole I was bad, too. Cole was, Cole was all right. Cole was full. Yeah, but JR needed to call that match because yes. of the significance of him in both Sean and Taker's careers. Yes. That was a big reason why JR called that match with Undertaker and Roman Reigns a couple years ago because yes. everyone thought it was going to be Taker's last match. Even Taker thought it was going to be his last match. But, yeah, he leaves all his shit in the ring and then he comes back a year later. But, nevertheless, um, yeah, I was, 
I was I, my gripe about Jr. not calling the main event. I was very disappointed. I thought like it could have added um, to the match. It told a good story. They touched upon some things that happened a year prior. I'm a bigger fan of the match at 25. The match at 25, I could watch all day long. Yes. Um, the match at 25, actually, we did a watch along of that match last year, um, which you can find in the archives, um, SoundCloud.com forward slash kicking out at two you can find that bonus match Shawn michaels undertaker wrestlemania 25 um but this match here um there was it was probably the most anticipated wrestlemania rematch yes of all time 100 because of the 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 bar they set very high um and this is a match that almost didn't happen based on the fact that after the match at 25 Shawn michaels was going to quietly walk away yes and he he felt like he had had the perfect match that that was it like that's you know there's nothing else he could accomplish he had done everything, um, but they they kind of talked him into sticking around and doing one more. Um, and I honestly like as as much as I read about a lot of the rumors online and I try to do my research and things like that, um, I really wasn't. Um, I didn't think that he was gonna lose and that this was gonna be it for him. I, I pictured Shawn Michaels' retirement match taking place the next year with Hunter. Yes. I pictured the two best friends going at it and Hunter being the one to kind of put him down. But I'm glad it went the way it went with Undertaker. I, I am too. Um, and and I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't like the fact he came back for that Saudi Arabia show last year. Um, that was fucking awful. Or, or, two, or, or a year and a half ago, whenever that was. But... Um, and he wasn't awful in the match, but just the fact that, like... Everything else was. Everything else was awful about that match, and he didn't even look like... I mean, I don't know. He just... I, yeah, I'm not no, a fan I, of it. Don't watch that match. If any of you have any desire to watch Sean... I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever watched it. I did. I was... I was disappointed yeah. because for the longest time, Shawn Michaels really stuck to his guns and was like, I'm not retiring. You know, in wrestling, they say, oh, you never really retire. Ric Flair's done it a bunch of times. Terry Funk, Mick Foley... You know, a lot of names. Hogan. Hogan. Um, a lot of guys have done the whole, I'm retiring, but then they come back for for one more match. You know, obviously a big payday. This was obviously a money grab. Oh, yeah. Um, for, for, for Sean. And that's fine. Like, I'm, you know, who am I to say you shouldn't go out and make money? But um, for the longest time, he was all about, like, no way. I'm not doing this. Like, I'm, I'm not coming back for this. They threw him better scenarios than this that he turned down. But he came back for this shit. Yeah. I was just like, are you serious? Um but yeah, no, that's a good choice. I like that. I mean, it's it's a good match, but I prefer 25 better. Oh, 100%. I prefer 25 better. All right, so you were surprised this match didn't make you were my Mount Rushmore. Here's what it did. I, I think I know what it is, but I want I'm you to let, you know what? I'll let you guess. What is the last match on my Mount Rushmore? Is it the Daniel Bryan match? No. Okay. No, it is I not. didn't know if it was like Daniel Bryan winning, which was great, but... Yeah, and I and I was there for that. No, but this this match, I was there for, and it felt like it. This match reminded me of the 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 way that the match was built and structured for for Hogan and Andre, and I'm talking about Rock Cena WrestleMania in Miami in 2012. I was at that show. It was unbelievable. First of all, being able to see the Rock come back. Never thinking he'd wrestle again. We're talking about the first one, right? The first one. Okay, thank you. Yes. The first <laughs> one in sure. Miami. I was at both of them. I just remember... Well, here, here, let me go back a little bit. Okay? 
I was at the WrestleMania a year prior in Atlanta in 2011 when The Rock was the host, and that's how they set the whole thing up with him and Cena. I went to the Raw the next night where they made it official, where they were like next year main event, which was on which was you know unheard of for them to do that. And I just remember saying my brothers and a buddy of mine was with me. I was like, we're going to Miami next year. We gotta go. Like this is you know big deal. And so the the way that the match was built. From a year prior, all the little twists and turns, all the little jabs on social media. The majority of this match was built on social media, yes. on Twitter between both guys. And then, you know, the 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 back and forth when they would be together on TV. Um, I will say this. Yeah. Cena, there was an episode of Raw where Cena got real. And it was honestly one of my favorite Cena moments, wrestling, non-wrestling moments of his career, when he literally talked like he was from Boston and just went oh, did at the, rap? the rock. No, 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 not even the rap. He was just literally was like breaking the rock down in every freaking. Was regard. that the part? Was that the one where he told Rock that his lines from his promo were on his hand? Yep. Yeah, I remember that. that. Like that in-ring segment. Loved. Yeah. I will tell you why this match is not on my list, but... But this match just... It was great. There was a lot of elements that... that first of all, it's my favorite WrestleMania I ever attended. Uh-huh. Okay? It's it's that and WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans are like my two favorite WrestleManias I've ever been to. Even though I have a soft spot for the first one I ever went to. But these two, just the weekend, like, here in Miami, it's gorgeous. It was, like, 85 degrees, like, perfect. It wasn't humid. Like, we had a a nice hotel, pool at the hotel. You know, the the atmosphere was unbelievable. Like, you could feel it. Like, most cities that get WrestleMania, like, WrestleMania takes over. You know what I mean? And you felt it in Miami. Um, Rock being the hometown guy. And Cena kind of being, the you know, the the full-time guy that the fans didn't appreciate. Um... You know, fans came out in droves for to see The Rock return because it was his hometown. But there was a strong John Cena fan base there as oh, well. Yeah. Um, and I remember as much as I love The Rock, and he's in my top five of all-time favorites, um, I was rooting for John Cena because Cena had made some really good points about, like, The Rock and his his level of commitment to wrestling and all the little jabs they took at each other. Oh, yeah. And then when they honestly did not like each other. Yeah. For I, a long I, time. I don't, I don't know if they do now. They still, no, they, they, they have a better relationship, a much better relationship after working with each other. But in the beginning, no, they didn't like each other. Um, they did not at all. Um, but it's it was funny because they're literally the same person though. Yeah. And Cena's and Cena, you know what? Cena has even gone on, on record saying now, like now that he's more into movies that, um, you know, and now I understand why the rock, you know, did the things he did and said the things he said. And it yeah. may, I may sound like a hypocrite, you know, but like now I can understand it because I'm going through it right now. You know, I can't commit all my time to wrestling. I'm, you know, I got movies and things like that. Yeah. So, but just the overall build up to it, you felt this kind of like, it was you felt this divide with the audience as much as it was overwhelming you know fan base for the rock cena had a strong fan base there and it just you just felt this this cool energy from being there and then man when they get there like the the lavish entrances and rock came out and you know both guys had musical acts performing for them See, and I, I didn't care for that i mean that was all right but like just the whole spectacle no 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 yeah i, I agree and and 
I don't know, like the. I remember, I remember getting off the plane in Miami. My brother got there a few days before me, and he was coming to pick me up. And I remember getting off the plane, and there was that iconic poster that you see, you know, with WrestleMania 28 of Cena and The Rock, and this is once in a lifetime. And I was like, man, like I'm fucking here. Like this is gonna be so cool. And it was such a cool weekend, such a cool moment um, to be able to see that. I remember throughout the match, you know. Um, the, the the beginning of the match with the big the, the face off and the flash bulbs yeah. and I, I just remember watching it on the screen um, we were like dead center um, of the ring but you know we were more in the in the bleachers than we were in like the lower seating and um, I just remember like the flash bulb moment I was like this is fucking cool and I'm just looking around and like you know you heard of, like you know Cena sucks but let's go see like just yeah. the whole atmosphere of it and the match wasn't bad considering it was Rock's first singles match back it wasn't bad it wasn't great either but I think the hype was what made the match yeah. for me and, no, I agree. and I liked the I, I didn't have a problem with the finish Rock winning and when he won and Cena looked so dejected and the, like I felt the stadium shake when like he got that pin and the place went fucking crazy and I, I was like they're definitely going to run this back again they have to run this back again that's why I you don't, I, I love the match you didn't like they did the second one I don't like they, they did the second one yeah. it, left, it left a bad taste in my mouth like once in a lifetime is once in a lifetime. Yeah, a lot of people like, are like that. Like, yeah. it's it, once in a lifetime until next year. Like, just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. I trust me. I, I was kind of, I was kind of with you on that. And there were bit. so many things about the second match. Didn't they? Didn't they like put the belt on Rock? Like at Royal Rumble the next they year. They put the belt on Rock so Which that was, Cena could beat him and take the belt at the same time, and that was like the way of like passing the torch to him. I didn't think that they needed the belt for the match. Well, no. If they were going to do a rematch. Yeah. If they were going to promote once in a lifetime and then Rock and Cena were to somehow get involved with each other again and say, hey, you know what, let's do this one more time. Or Cena would be like, you know what, I want to rematch with you. Let's do this again. Like, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I, As much as of a fan, I'm not of CM Punk. I felt like he should have been in the title picture at that WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. But or if they put him in with the two of them, making it a three-way. Yeah, that, that, and, that, and that's and that, and honestly that's probably the reason why this didn't make my list. Like, first of all, I love Rock. I love Cena. Yeah, I love everything that they've done for the industry. Yeah. If they kept it once in a lifetime and kept it once, yeah, it would be a my it would be a my Rushmore. But the fact that they had to run it back the next year, like not even don't, they didn't even take time. They literally made it the next year. Like, yeah. No, I get like, it. I get it. It was forced. It no, hundred percent forced. forced. If they, if, honestly, if they were to do it, if they did it, the second match this year, and been like, yeah, like waited a few years, they stretched it out, or screw that, next year if it went in Hollywood, like with the two Hollywood stars, like yeah. that would be okay. That would be yeah. But the fact that they ran it back the next year. It just it just left. A I think bad a lot of that had to do with timing because of Rock's schedule. Oh, hundred percent. So I think like they had to get that done if they if if. They wanted to get what they could out of the rock for his time. Um, here's the thing: you know what you should do. You know, you, you talked about watching the Sean Taker match. You should watch both of those matches back to back. Okay. Okay. Twenty eight and twenty nine, Rock and Cena. And tell me what you think. What you thought the better match was? Me personally, the hype and the build up for twenty eight was better than twenty nine. But the in ring match for twenty nine, yeah, that told a better story. And that's the thing, because 28, 28 was, I, I felt like it dragged. It was over a half hour. At times, yeah. It, it did I drag. 
Again, don't get me wrong. Love the match. I I gave six matches. This was seven. Yeah. Like it was it, on your list at some it, point. It, yeah. it was definitely in there. It was in the discussion. Okay. All right. But like, it was it was hard. Like, this was a good topic, and the thing was, I didn't want. One of the reasons why I didn't have Bret Hart HBK in my top four was I didn't want two matches with HBK. Yeah. I didn't want two matches with The Rock. Like, Rock I got, Austin. I got two Rock matches. Exactly. Though, yeah. Rock Austin was bigger to me than Rock Cena. No, I. It was the same to me as well. So yeah, it so, was the same to me as well. Like, I know. I know you didn't rank yours. You did yours chronologically. Yeah, I just did chronologically. Yeah. So like, I didn't want two. I didn't want two Rock matches. I didn't yeah. want two HBK matches. I didn't want like. I. Taker had so many great matches, but Taker HBK was my favorite. So like it was, okay. I tried. I mean, I shit. I did. I, I, I did. If I, I were, if I, I were did have two HBK matches, I had three in my top okay. five. I just realized I forgot about the HBK and the Triple Threat. Well, sorry. Let's just. That's say, okay. Eliminate that. So, so if if I were to put a match number one on my Mount Rushmore, it'd probably be Rock and Austin. From seventeen, if I were to go, if I were to go from best to worst, my favorites in terms of favorites, Rock Austin, Hogan Andre, Rock Cena, Austin Michaels, as my like one through four. So you have two Austins, two Rocks. Two right. Austins, hey, two Rocks. Fair. I mean, they're uh, Hogan and Andre and HPK and a partridge in a pear tree. There you go. <laughs> I mean, if that, if that doesn't wrap up the show, I don't know what does. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, going this back is fun. Fourth with you, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, like I said to all you guys on social media, uh, if you got a Mount Rushmore of WrestleMania main events, and hit us up on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two, as well as our Twitter, our handles at kicking out two. Got some more great WrestleMania content for you coming up um, on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network in a couple of weeks. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of a, of, of a schedule and some potential um, shows that we got planned for you here on Kicking Out of Tune in the coming weeks as we get you towards Wrestlemania. Next week, we're going to be bringing you a different twist to our Trading Places concept. Normally, Trading Places is all about a match or a particular pay-per-view event where we take the results from each match and we flip the results and we map out the trajectories of the winners and the losers based on that. Well, this well next week, we're going to give you a little Wrestlemania twist and talk about the match, the one that got away, Hogan and Austin. Next week, Trading Places. We're going to talk about realistically behind the scenes, based on all the, the urban legends and the rumor and innuendo, why this match almost took place not once, but twice. And then we're going to kind of fantasy book a little bit and talk about how this match could have played out and what the trajectories could have been for both Austin and Hogan in those respective WrestleMania, potential WrestleMania matches, both at WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 19. The following week, we're going to bring you a, a WrestleMania binge watch party where we're going to be binge watching a few WrestleMania classic matches. Um, with a number of different guest hosts. So we're going to be bringing you single matches from WrestleMania Pass, and we're going to watch a few. It's going to be a binge-watch party of sorts. Um, don't know what matches we're going to do yet, but we're going to be on the lookout. Maybe I'll put a poll up on our uh, Facebook page and see what you guys think. Uh, the following week, we're going to be bringing back the Fanny Pack. That's right, the Day 5 Fanny Pack, but in WrestleMania fashion. Five WrestleMania-related topics that I couldn't dedicate a single show to, so I decided to lump them all together and put them in the Fanny Pack. And then, 
We close out the WrestleMania uh, buildup uh, on April the 1st, April Fool's Day, Wednesday, April 1st, 2020, as we watch what most say is the worst WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 11 from Hartford, Connecticut, our hometown. Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event, Shawn Michaels and Diesel for the WWF Championship. You had Jonathan Taylor, Thomas Pamela Anderson, Jenny McCarthy, Nicholas Totoro, um, Salt and Peppa. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a star-studded WrestleMania from uh, the the what, what? Is that the worst Mania main event? No, I don't think that's the worst Mania main event, but. That's another discussion for another day. So that's our schedule, and we got some great uh, bonus content that we'll be getting out for you. WrestleMania week um, on the RetroMania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find that on Podbean, searching RetroMania with a W. You can find all the great shows from RetroMania on all kinds of podcast platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud.com. All the great shows like Kicking Out of Two, Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors, Hulkamania is Dead. Uh, great bonus content, Gaijin Wrestling radio as well as uh, origins of attitude all kinds of cool stuff we got going on over there at the retromania pro wrestling podcast network mr donovan thank you once again absolutely buddy. it's been a pleasure and uh i think it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count all of the greatest wrestlemania main events have been etched in stone here on kicking out at two and we will see you all next week